Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy. For today, my name is Heather, and I give you news and views from a West Texan's uh, biblical point of view, one you will not find in your mainstream media. And uh, just dawned on me, uh, yesterday's podcast that I made mention of the very, very vulnerable, uh, these devices in your home can be easy, pray for hackers, but I never told you guys about the story. I was like, wait a minute. Um, I looked up and the, the tab was still open uh, there on uh, my computer. I try to close them out as I go ahead and talk about them. And uh, that one wasn't closed. And I was like, oh my goodness, I made mention and never said anything about it. <laughs> so we'll talk about that today. And another one that I you know, kind of noticed here was um, American cities become, quote, war zones as crime explodes across the nation. That's here in the United States of America. As with a K now, anyway, in case you were wondering, is by one of my favorite authors and uh, reporters by Michael Snyder, End of the American Dream, and he posted that on the 11th of February. So I just finished uploading, uh, do you believe, part 7, 8, 9, and 10 of Roman Catholicism. That's Pastor Billy Crone's Bible study. And you can find that at getalifemedia.com or getalifemedia.com. Yes, you can check that out for your very self if you would prefer to watch those videos. The best way I'm telling you to watch those videos is download the app onto your phone, the getalifemedia.com app on to your phone and you'll have it at the fingertips and you can watch them whenever you want to and um or you can go to uh his youtube page he's got several youtube pages because he gets struck down too or you know how the old youtube folks are so or i also have them consolidated onto my youtube page and i have it under one of the uh playlists and i do have it under the roman catholicism so these are pastor billy crone's studies and like i said if you want to fast forward like a minute 40 um, you'll get right in to the study there. So, like I said, these are for viewing. They are um, MP4s or videos you guys can watch. And what I've done was downloaded them into an MP3 file and then uploaded them uh, to the uh, to the podcast, which you guys can listen to them on your way to work or however you want to do that. Anyway, um, so like I said, they're fantastic. I love Pastor Billy Crone. And so anyway, I am a member of his online church. And if you guys are members as well, or if you watch him, you remember a while back, uh, one of my friends, June, sent me an email. We used to talk a lot. Now we just kind of, you know, hit and miss every once in a while. She lives in um, Huntington Beach, California. Anyway, she sent me an email. And she goes, hey, I saw you on Pastor Billy Crone. I was like, what? And so I watched it, and there I was. I'm the one with the, uh, that is an SKS um, uh, uh, semi-automatic um, rifle there, folks. Anyway, it's not an assault rifle. There's no such thing as an assault rifle, these liberals. Anyway, um, so let's jump into these two articles, shall we, this evening? Um, I wanted to jump on, give you guys some headlines just to know, you know, hey, hey, hey. Anyway, but I did just do, um, uploaded a, uh, I, I did just upload um, a study. I was uh, studying um, Antichrist, false prophets, and uh, what the Bible has to say about those. And I kind of took some from First John, Second John. Um, I read some out of Zephaniah chapter 3, which was kind of strange um that uh every time i open my bible today twice it was landed right there and i'm like hmm i'm gonna go ahead and read this today so anyway and a little bit out of uh jude and um out of revelation so if you guys want to check that out uh that'll be kind of cool uh if you guys want to go along with that but it's been on my heart a lot and uh I, you know i think back 
And I keep, you know, thinking back and um, the whole reason why I started doing this because of all the false prophets, false teachers, Cat Kerr's, Kenneth Copeland's, um, Perry Stone's, all, all these crazy um, just moron mockers, I call them, making mockery of God and they're making merchandise of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And uh, it angered me so much. And um, there's no pastors. I mean, there are some, but there's not very many um, out there proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. They're not out there counting, uh, calling out these false prophets, false teachers, false pastors, false everything. By the way, folks, if you have a female pastor, then you're in the wrong church. There are no female biblical pastors. The Bible clearly says that. Anyway, there is a place for women. We are equal with men. Don't say, oh my gosh, blah, blah, blah. anyway, uh, no, we just have different roles. That's the whole thing. And so, um, don't listen to the Beth Moores and all those wicked, wicked women out there. Um, go watch uh, Brother Spencer Smith, and he explains it perfectly, perfectly. Um, anyway, I am, uh, I, I love Pastor, uh, or not Pastor, I love, well, he does Pastor, but um, uh, and Brother Spencer Smith, and uh, now I don't agree with everything he says, you know, uh, don't get me wrong on that, but um, I don't agree with everybody, but I mean, he is a great man of God, doing a great work of God. And show him some love because um, he did a video on the Asbury um, revival that's going on right now. And um, he gives a really good take on that. And so does Alicia Childers, by the way. Um, but go check out his, um, his, he had a live stream on it. He did that. And he went and he stayed there two hours. He had good things to say about it. And he has some not so good things to say about it. But uh, go and listen and where his heart is at. And um, I truly believe um, that he he has a heart after God. He really, really does. He's, and uh, but anyway, go listen. Go listen to what he has to say. And I agree with a lot of what he says wholeheartedly, what he just said. So anyway, let's check out some articles, shall we? Okay, so very, very vulnerable. These devices in your home can be easy prey for hackers this is by mark martin posted on the 13th of february at the cbn news website you can go check that out and it's a strange one it's www number one always throws me anyway <laughs> not this time not today cbn not today anyway so from a chip in your refrigerator to security cameras at your front door Devices like these are a part of what's called the Internet of Things or the IoT. However, if you're not careful, this convenient technology can be a hacker's dream. As technology advances and people become more connected to the web, we can become overwhelmed by what's known as the quote, Internet of Things. The growing desire to control parts of life remotely demands a complicated system of devices, and that can be a hacker's dream. He goes on, uh, up, in, up in this topic, you have a representation of the actual thermostat. It has your current temperature on it, and it also has your target temperature on it, explained homeowner uh, Bob Womack to CBN News. He says uh, he can control his home thermostat remotely through his phone. The thermostat is a part of the Internet of Things, or IoT. At work, I can uh, get a call from my wife and say, can you look into this, or, or can you change the temperature, or whatever, Womack shared. But it is, but it also 
it has an ability to schedule when your heat is going to go on and when it's going to turn off. The Internet of Things is something that everybody deals with every day, so it could be a chip in your refrigerator, elaborated Karen Evans, Managing Director of the Cyber Readiness Institute. Quote, it is anything that's convenient in your house, like your ring security system, the cameras that you have at your door, and of these things, any of these types of devices that you've installed on your house smart light bulbs those are all part of the internet of things she continued sometimes we don't recognize iot so from hvac systems uh, to kitchen appliances to garage door openers the internet of things is widespread according to one estimate there are more than 20 billion iot devices around the world other examples include medical devices and cars with built-in sensors quote actually it's so prevalent and because it's typically best it's typically best on embedded devices that we don't see sometimes we don't recognize just how prevalent it is uh said regent university associate professor alpha neandoro um he goes on to say um i didn't even know until it was installed that i was going to have it shared womack but once i had it it seemed like a good idea to be able to control stuff and be able to you know, program the programming is much easier on an iPhone than it is in those little tiny control panels on the thermostat. So he goes on to say, very, very vulnerable. So Evan warns, however, that users need to be cautious when it comes to convenience. The easier you make it for yourself, the more convenient you make it for yourself, the more convenient you're making it for hackers to get into your phone, into your house, into your security system, she says. Deandro agrees. Uh, quote, the IoT is very, very vulnerable. The reason being that usually these devices were never meant to be on the internet in the first place, he's explained. So having internet capability is an add-on a retrofit. So he goes on to say, as a result, they do not have the normal controls that you would have on a traditional computer like your laptop, your server, supercomputer, uh, Neandro continued. Uh, they are limited because of that. As a result, it's easy for hackers to get in and cause damage. And once they get in, the danger can multiply as hackers can target the device that provides the most access. You can imagine if someone were to get into the meter and then get to the database that houses all the records of the people in their locality and so on said neandoro by some extension uh, they can end up getting people's social security numbers and the like so all of them really needed to be looked into he added protect yourself from hackers so how do you protect yourself if uh, evans emphasizes password protection including changing default passwords any of these devices anything that you buy any small business that you change the password and you manage these passwords, she advised. Other tips include keeping the software updated, making sure you're cyber ready, like being on the lookout for phony emails and knowing what Internet of Things uh, devices you actually have. Womack says having an IoT thermostat did make him leery of hackers, but he believes it's worth the risk if you're on the defensive. He goes, so far I haven't had any kind of attack. He shared, I've got double protection, password protection, encryption, and my router is protected by an encryption system too. And so I would uh, emphasize on here, I would not have anything like that. I wouldn't have the, the thermostat. I wouldn't have smart light bulbs. I wouldn't have a ring. Um, I wouldn't have any of that stuff. Number one, I mean, I don't even like to have my webcam but uh and on my phone this because you know, these things can look at you they can listen to you they whatever they can do all the, and people can hack them they are very hackable and uh you know the thing is 
that's going to get to that point in time where, you know, you're going to own nothing and be happy. Well, they're going to control your thermostat for you. You're not going to be able to turn your heat on whatever you want to. Look at the UK. No. They're going to say, well, we'll let you, you know, turn your thermostat to, yeah, it's 62. I know it's 30 degrees there, but yeah, 62 is pretty warm. Get you a blanket. Oh, but don't, don't you burn wood in that stove. That's a sin. That is a, that's a sin to these folks. Um, it's climate change folks. No, you should freeze to death. It's for the betterment of the planet. Anyway, yeah, that's where we're going. Kind of crazy, isn't it? Is it crazy that it's just crazy? I just never thought I would, I never thought I would say these things or like, it's like a, a B-rated science fiction movie. It's just, it's bad. It's bad, guys. So, let's go back to this article here by Michael Snyder. You can find it at prophecynewswatch.com. Prophecynewswatch.com. Crime rates are soaring all over the nation, and this is especially true in heavily populated urban areas. The complete and utter lawlessness that we are witnessing has caused many pundits to describe our largest cities as war zones and unfortunately that is not an exaggeration at all in fact there are some zip codes in chicago where young adult males are more likely to be shot and killed than u.s soldiers were during the wars in afghanistan and iraq for some residents chicago was more dangerous than afghan was for u.s troops during the iraq war according to a study published in the journal of the american medicine association the study found that young men are more likely to be shot and killed in zip codes with uh, the most violence than american soldiers were in afghan's or Iraq. So yes, these things really have gotten that bad. We have reached a point where it is literally safer to go to war than it is to go to the most dangerous parts of Chicago. So and for the worst zip codes in Chicago, these numbers are not even close. Specifically in Chicago, 60624 zip code, the homicide rate for young men is more than 1,200 for every 100,000. And it's not only the zip code with numbers like this, goes on to say uh, the average annual death per 100,000 uh, for American soldiers who were heavily engaged in combat numbers uh, at 395 in Afghanistan and 330 in Iraq. Sadly, the violence in Chicago just continues to intensify. Crime was up 61% during the first four weeks of this year. Many Chicago residents are completely fed up with Mayor Lori Lightfoot. It caused one Twitter user to say, quote, since Lightfoot's term began, Chicago has suffered 2,278 homicides and over 9,000 shot. Since January the 1st, the city has injured 41 homicides and 194 shot. Yet here, Lightfoot is blissfully dancing and asking voters to return her to office. Lightfoot is detached from reality. In addition to rising crime, overall crime is up a shocking 61% in the first four weeks of 2023 from the same period last year. Lightfoot has overseen vacancy rates of nearly 30% after flagship stores on the Magnificent Mile build. So is Chicago the worst major U.S. city for crime? Hmm. No, actually it's being reported that overall crime per capita is now even higher in Denver. Crime statistics for Denver, Colorado's capital city are astounding. They now put the Mile High City at the very bottom of the safest cities, ranking a neighborhood scout. Crime in Denver is now worse than that in New York City or Chicago. Some statistics uh, from the Denver Police Department aggravated assaults, robberies, and homicides through mid-December 2022. Number 6,810. Three years ago, that number was 4,924. Property crimes in 2019 were 26,133. In 2022 through mid-December, 42,100. Folks, in Denver, the murder and assault rates are twice the national rates and three times the national rate per uh, rate for rapes and 
robberies. Denver was one such a nice was such a nice place to live. It was once such a nice place to live. I remember Uncle and them lived up there. Anyway, uh, so what happened? Well, unfortunately, it appears that illegal immigration is fueling much of the crime that is happening in the Mile High City, and every year it just gets even worse. Earlier this week, an official from U.S. Customs and Border Patrol or Border Protection admitted to Congress that he has quote tremendous concern unquote about the vast numbers of gotaways that are constantly pouring into our communities. A U.S. Customs and Border Protection Chief Patrol agent told lawmakers during a Tuesday congressional hearing that he has tremendous concern that felons and terrorists are among the millions of gotaways crossing the southern border into the United States, the New York Post reported. Tucson Sector Chief Patrol Agent John Maudlin, uh, who has been with the Border Patrol since 1995, explained that the law enforcement agencies need more resources to improve border security and handle the influx of migrants attempting to enter the country. If people come into this country legally, they are likely to obey our laws once they are here. But if people come to our country illegally, they are not likely to magically transform into law-abiding residents later on. Of course, illegal immigration is only part of the equation. Violent crime rates are exploding all over the nation. And this uh, includes cities that are very far from the southern border. In Seattle, the number of homicides in 2022 was 24% higher than it was in 2021. Seattle's violent crime rate rose to its highest point in 15 years in 2022, with reported homicides uh, surging by about 24% compared to 2020 according to the Seattle Police Department's year-end crime report more than a year after the city cut its police budget. Oh, really? We don't need police officers. <laughs> Who are you going to call? Which reminds me, <laughs> we had a passenger get off the bus and it was just calling me a pig and calling me all kinds of stuff and he was going on about how, oh, the gentleman that, um, oh my goodness, I can't think of his name anyway, that was beat up and tased and um, anyway, uh, George Floyd, that was his nephew, and he was going on and on and calling me a, uh, he's called me a pig and uh, cursing at me and just, just think vile things that I won't even repeat. And um, anyways, on and on and on and on and on, and we were like, you know, there's only so much you can take, right? And so I just went to the back, and anyway, he's going on and on and on, and they want us to, re- he didn't want to take a bus because there was Hispanics on that bus, and he said he didn't want to get on the bus with those, and he said some vile, just some nasty things about these wonderful people, and Squirt's like, yeah, he's completely agreeing, Squirt's like, he's my chihuahua, and so he's like, I know, Squirt, he was talking about your people, anyway, and just some vile, nasty things, and so um, he wanted us to reissue his ticket, <laughs> for free (laughs) we're like no (laughs) and so anyway he goes well if i go to the er you'll have to reimburse our you'll have to give me a ticket you know you'll have to do that you'll have 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 to do this all this stuff no (laughs) no you're a racist no (laughs) and so anyway on and on and on of course you can't call them a racist we have to stand there and take all this garbage and so finally um he was upset and called the police <laughs> he called the police because uh, they wouldn't reissue his ticket for free and uh, we you know we wouldn't uh, do that for him after he threw the racial fit and uh, i thought it was quite funny i'm like oh you're calling us pigs and you call police officers this you hate them and uh all kinds of just derogatory nasty hateful vile things that he said but who are you gonna call you're gonna call the police right that's what he did. He called the cops. And then he was telling them the same thing when they got there. I was like, what an awful, awful, awful human being. I tell you what. And uh, we won't go there. Uh, we had another gentleman come in. He was of Japan. He was an older Japan man and um, Japanese descent. And he didn't speak a lot of English. 
and uh, the lady there that manages the place, she is uh, a young black woman and uh, very, you know, uh, very, you know, she's very sweet and everything, and she can be. <laughs> and um, anyway, and he was going on and on and on, and he was trying to say, um, he was trying to make it sound like ho dollars, like four, four dollars, but he's saying ho, ho dollars. He's calling, literally calling her a ho. And then um, he went on, and I was looking at him all funny because I'm like, what in the world? And so it dawned on me what he was doing. And then he told her that she needed to go back to Africa. Uh, and go hoe some cotton over in Africa. And I, oh boy, I tell you what, I about lost it. I don't lose my temper a whole lot um, with passengers. But at that point in time, I told him that he could just gather his beep and get his little butt right out that uh, terminal and not even to bother coming back. I said, if you come back in here, I will trespass you. Uh, and so if you thought you were ever going to ride um, a bus, you're not riding a bus out of here, brother. So I guess he had to catch a flight or catch an Uber to wherever that man was going. But anyway. And this goes on to tell you um, what, what you know, it's just it's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. The hatred, the vile, the lawlessness, the disrespect, the ab- just absolute hatred, hatred. It's everywhere, guys. It's everywhere. Anyway, and these statistics are talking about hatred, murder. Um, you know, like I told you about the, the young black man that attacked my, um, my partner who's 73 years old. 73 folks i'm telling you evilness lawlessness shall abound in the end days it'll wax worse and worse and uh you know it's not gonna get any better it's only gonna get worse and that's why we look for the great uh, uh and uh, great appearing of our great god and savior jesus christ and that's our blessed hope folks that's what we're looking for he's gonna take us out of here and he's going to make everything right he is going to take vengeance upon these people. And the Bible says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay. Not Heather. Heather doesn't have any vengeance. Heather can't repay, but God can. What am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to forgive them. I'm supposed to turn them over to God. I'm supposed to pray for them. And uh, in so doing, you will heap coals of fire upon their head, the Bible says. And so, but anyway, just you know, reading through all these statistics just you know brings it out even further. And folks, it's just it is so, so bad. And if you want to talk about Baltimore and all, I'm telling you, time's running out. Time is running out, folks. It's running out. And um, you know, if you want to check more of that out, you go to prophecynewswatches.com. You can check out a lot more of those articles. And folks, uh, you know, we're living in the end times. So the most tragic prophecy being fulfilled today is uh, rapture ready. The mention of the debilitating um, human condition by Jesus almost passes below the radar when reading this very often quoted passage of scripture, but it's profoundly sad and it is a harbinger of much needless suffering to come. The term racist is now utilized as a bludgeon to try to shame truth into silence or as is done so often today, it, uh, it is applied to in animate objects in order to further political agendas it is also frequently used as a pejorative directed at another individual who holds a different viewpoint yes folks this is that raptureready.com uh, it is posted by rr10 that's that's who posted it uh rr10 and it's in general articles and so um you know it's it's just Oh, it's just crazy, folks. It's beyond crazy that these things are happening, but it is. That's what they're doing, and they they just put that term racist in front of everything, and then uh, you know, you're just supposed to, oh, oh, you know. Um, they, they can't fight you with facts. They, they can't fight you with logic uh, or morals. 
No, they got to throw some, you're a racist, you're a bigot, you're a hater, you're a transphobe, you're a whatever. <laughs> they throw all that up in your face. You're like, I'm looking at them like, what? What? You know, you hate everyone. Like, I don't hate, I don't hate trans or people who think they're like transitioning. I don't hate these folks. I have pity for them. I have great sorrow for them in my heart because they are lost they are completely lost they're not saved they're looking for something they're looking for something you know everybody everybody has that longing in their soul for god and if you're not looking for god if you're not filling that with jesus christ you're filling it with something else and uh you know in a world that we live in right now in this culture society where um, these wicked, wicked people in the education system are just indoctrinating children with this garbage, with this this trans crap and all of this sexual immorality and all of this wickedness. And these folks are lost. They don't know. They don't know. This is what they've been taught. They've been taught. And I mean, they've been taught. They've been indoctrinated with this. They've been brainwashed with this since they were kids. They don't know. They're, they are so confused. So confused. And so we need to pray for these people. We need, and they're going to call us all this. So they're going to call us bigots and racists and homophobes and like all kinds of, when we're not, we are not. The most loving thing that you can do is to tell them the truth. Tell them what the Bible says. Tell them the gospel truth. That's the most loving thing you can do or you will let them go to hell. It will be, the blood will be on your hands if you don't tell them the truth. Tell them the truth in love. Tell them we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We have all done wicked, wretched, wretched things. All of us have, you know. And if you haven't, well, wow, <laughs> I have. And uh, you know, you got to go back and think. You know, we we were saved out of that too. These people are still in that. They are still in the sin. They are still in this world. They are blinded by Satan. He has blinded their eyes to the truth. And we are to pray for those folks or to, and tell them the truth in love. Don't back away. Don't, oh, I don't want to offend anybody. You don't want to not offend them to hell. Is that what you want to do? You want to not offend them on their way to hell. That's what you're going to do. That's what I'm going to do. If I don't tell them the truth, if you don't tell them the truth, that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. And when you stand before a holy God, when we stand up there and Jesus is going to replay everything, I just know it. He's going to say, you had the opportunity. You had the opportunity to tell them the truth, but you chickened out. You chickened out. You don't want to quote unquote offend them. And now they're in hell. I don't want that to be on my hands. And I'm guilty of it. I am of, you know, especially in the past. I was like, you know, oh, I didn't, you know, I didn't, I wasn't equipped to tell them the truth. I didn't, you know, at that point in time, I was like, ah, you know, this was years ago. I remember like 20 years ago, I was like, ah, you know, Maybe, you know, I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to, you know, and you keep reading the word of God and you're like, oh, do I not want to offend a man or do I not want to offend a God? Hmm. Hmm. Kind of makes you think, right? I think I would rather be offensive to a, another person because I sure do not want God. Uh, I, I, I don't want to hear, you know, you know, depart from me. I never knew you. Um, which we want. If you're a born again believer, you're not going to hear that. But I mean, you know, we want to tell people the truth because one day, one day, that coworker of yours, I, I talked to a, a friend of mine. Anyway, uh, if you're listening, Brittany, God bless you. I hope you're feeling better. Um, 
you know, we talk about coworkers and, um, you know, they're the trans or gay or, you know, whatever. And, you know, we, we've got to pray for those people. We have to, because the only one that can change their heart is God. And like I go on and like I was talking earlier, like, you know, pastors aren't there to persuade. We're not there to persuade you to, to come to Christ. You know, that's not our job. We're not there. That's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will woo you, will woo them, will convict them of their sin. Our job is to tell them the gospel of Jesus Christ. Don't back down. Don't sugarcoat it. Don't water it down. Don't be culturally relevant. Andy Stanley, tell them the truth. Tell them the truth. Sexual, immoral, homosexuals, liars, thieves, murders will not inherit the kingdom of God. You have to tell them the truth. As such were some of you, the Bible says. We have all been in those places, folks. I have been in, I mean, I have done whoo, some crazy, wicked stuff in my life, especially my younger years. And, um, you know, God has saved me from that. He saved me. He pulled me from darkness and put me into light. And I thank God for his grace and for his mercy and never giving up on me. I'm so thankful for that. We shouldn't give up for them either. The Apostle Paul killed Christians, remember? I mean, he wasn't the Apostle Paul at that time. I mean, you know, he changed his name, but I mean, he was Saul. Um, but yeah, I mean, so we've all done wicked things, but God can still use us. He can still use you, use me, use all of us. Um, if we abide in his will and we abide in him and follow his will and, you know, listen to the Holy Spirit, you know, read his word, be full of the word of God. So when somebody asks you, you can tell them why, you know, uh, you can tell them why you believe what you believe. And, uh, you know, if somebody asks you a question and you don't know the answer, don't don't think you have to make up something and tell them really quick. Say, you know, that's a really good question. Let me tell you, well, let me do some studying on it and I'll get back to you on that, you know, because um, there's going to be non-believers going to ask you all kinds of questions. You're going to be like, I, I don't know. Were there dinosaurs? I, I don't, you know. <laughs> Actually, there were dinosaurs, but I mean, <laughs> uh, Pastor Billy Crone has one. GetLifeMedia.com. GetLifeMedia.com. He's got one on dinosaurs. You can check it out. <laughs> but anyway, they're always going to ask us questions, and we may not always have all the answers, but one thing is for sure, we can always get the answers. And a really good resource that I like is um, GotQuestions.org godquestions.org you can type in any question they're gonna type you up an answer <laughs> a good biblically doctrinally sound answer and so that's the key folks don't just go out on to google and ask google something because eh, no you want to go with good reputable great teachers justin peter spencer smith um jack hibbs uh oh uh john stewart educatingourworld.com all his books are free all his books are free folks what a great man of god to do something like that that's awesome educatingourworld.com <laughs> go there check it out hope for our times with tom hughes hope for our times.com go check that out as well folks so many great pastors and teachers in this day and age and i thank god for social media if we didn't have remember I don't know if you guys remember this, but I mean, I do like 10 years ago or so. We didn't have a whole lot of social media. It wasn't like it was now, you know, and uh, like 10, 15 years ago, we didn't have this kind of technology. Remember when books took so long to come out? Yeah, I remember the Left Behind series. I was waiting a whole year for that next book. I'm like, yay. When it came out, like I think it was August, I was all excited. And now you can just publish the books like on Amazon. It's, boom, it's done, you know, <laughs> but unless you get a real publisher, you know, but um, yeah. So, I mean, 
Ah, you guys, I tell you, um, today I, I just, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, the days that we live in, but tomorrow we're going to talk about the most traffic, uh, the most tragic prophecy being fulfilled today. It's by Dave Hubley. Dave Hubley and is a raptorready.com. And I'm going to talk about that tomorrow morning, but tonight I'm going to go to bed. So <laughs> I got some testing in the morning at eight 30 and I'm probably going to cancel that because, uh, eight 30 is awfully early for me. Um, I didn't get my, I got like four hours of sleep today, so I may not make that testing in the morning. But anyway, um, you guys, I hope you have a great evening and a great day and get in the word of God, man. Just get into the word of God, dig into the word of God, study the word of God. Uh, it's not how fast you can read through the Bible. <laughs> it's what you're reading in the Bible. So don't make it like a race. If you're reading through the Bible and you've slacked off and you've fallen behind, like whatever, don't get discouraged. Just keep reading at your own rate. Read at your own pace, okay? Um, that's the thing with those reading plans because sometimes life happens and you get far behind or, or you know, like me, like when I was reading, I got stuck in Deuteronomy on chapter 6, 7, and 8, and I was like, whoa. And so I just kept reading chapter 6, 7, and 8 over and over trying to absorb, you know, just like study all of that and just, you know, wow, the Lord was really speaking through the word. And um, so sometimes you just get, you know, into something that you need to dig deeper into, like, you know, different study resources and the Strong's, you know, the Hebrew, Greek, you know, and all you just want to dig deeper. And so um, that's the thing. So don't get discouraged if you get bogged down or you're in because God's going to speak to you through his word. If that's where he wants you to be in his word, he's going to hold you there until you learn what he wants you to learn out of his word. Anyway, but I just want to throw that out there. If you're, you know, bogged down or like, you know, if you haven't read through the Bible and you're like so discouraged, don't get discouraged. Just stay in the word of God. Okay, just stay. Just keep reading. What was that? Just uh, keep swimming, just keep on swimming, you know, yeah, just keep reading, just keep on reading the Word of God, anyway, guys, I really am gonna get off here tonight, and, um, thank you guys so much, um, for listening, for tuning in, and, uh, uh, you know, I'm really appreciative, guys, of all, of all y'all's comments and stuff, and emails, and texts, and, uh, I, I'm very, just, I'm just so thankful for all of you guys, and y'all give me so much uh, so much encouragement. I'm just oh, so humbled and so thankful. And uh, you guys have no idea, have no idea um, how special um, y'all's comments are. And I'm just, I just, uh, I love you guys so much. Um, anyway, with that, I'm really going to get off of here. As we say in Texas, two or three times, goodbye. Anyway, <laughs> so with that, guys, get in the word of God. Let the word of God get into you in Maranatha, Lord Jesus. Maranatha, oh, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Uh, may God bless each and every one of you. May his face shine upon you. And uh, be bold for Christ, y'all. Be bold for Christ. Thank you so much for listening.